Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. There it is. Everybody's dead. 
up you guys it's ryan bailey this is so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is your monday episode we're doing it all over again this week folks can we do it can we do another week we are very close to the end of the year 2023 is right around the corner there is that point in february though you get halfway through the month and you're like damn we're almost to the end of the year again like this is going fast right whoo anyways you guys we're gonna jump right into it today because as you'll hear in the, uh, you know, in our Monday Pop Culture Roundup with Sophie Ross, I had quite a night on Saturday night going to the Tom Sandoval concert in Agora Hills. <laughs> Your boy's an idiot. I do not disappoint, folks. I do not disappoint. I do not know. I just will never learn any sort of lesson. I mean, I'm a good-hearted person, but I'll just never learn my lesson. I will never. It was such a bizarre experience, and you'll find out why. I'll probably have more. In fact, if you have questions about the night, please feel free to send them to me and I'll do more Q&A with it. Because I at one point I told my friend, I was like, I think I might quit podcasting. I'm going to move back to Arizona with my family and I don't think I'm ever going to watch reality shows again. Like it was just too much. It was too much. You'll find out why in a very short while. How are you guys? Are you guys good? 
Did you want to quit your entire career this weekend at all? What happened for you guys? I hope it was I hope it was good. This weekend was a lot. So I cannot wait to get back on track. And we're starting bright and early tomorrow. I got like a 9 a.m. interview. Uh, also, reminder today, if you're listening to this on Monday, Summer House is tonight. Remember, they switch days. And Tuesday, you're going to wake up to a beautiful episode with me, um, Kyle Cook, Amanda Batula from Summer House. It was a blast to interview them, and I will be doing a full recap of the season premiere on Tuesday. So that is, I think that's worth getting through a Monday just to hear that. We've got a great week ahead of us just for this show alone. Uh, So a couple plugs to get this out of the way. Uh, If you like the podcast, five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really does mean a lot. Uh, If you don't like it, I totally get it. But just move on to the next podcast. There's so many amazing people working in this field right now, and I know we all work really hard. Um, Secondly, if you want more than that, go to the Patreon. Hello, baddies. We are going to be starting... Uh, an eight episode uh, podcast, uh, new podcast series for Gallery Girls. Gallery Girls was a one hit wonder on Bravo in 2013, I believe. And we are going, I'm going to be recapping that with some fun guests. That'll be separate from the Miami and the Meditza that we I put out like an hour and a half with Meditza this week, which is a really fun episode. Um, and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with the show is in that. But hello, baddies. Thank you so much. Those guys are amazing. They just uh, truly support me uh, through everything, so I appreciate that. Also, I wanted to give a special shout-out to uh, baddie Rebecca, who has just had her second child, I believe. Uh, Rebecca, congratulations. That is amazing. Please say you named the baby Ryan, even if it, even if it's a girl. Yeah, I hope I hope you do that, even if it's a girl. Uh, but congratulations on baby number two, Rebecca. And uh, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. The next plug, so bad it's good. Merch.com. We just released a it's Che Diaz shirt from Sex in the City. Uh, I we had to do it. I mean, by the way, I don't even know. I see. I would wear that. I would wear it because it looks badass, and I just it makes me laugh. Who knows if there's a market for Che Diaz shirts, but. We're, you know, but we only invested $1 million into it. So hopefully some people will buy the It's Che Diaz shirt. Also, shirts are starting to arrive. I hear that uh, you want to go, uh, I heard like go a size larger sometime. I don't know. that That's what I'm hearing. No complaints, but just like. If you're worried, you might be on the, ver- I don't know. I'm a guy. I, I don't, I don't, I wear basketball shorts now, but I want to make sure you guys are happy with it. So, um, I, I heard that once today from our good friend Kaya to go potentially a size larger. Um, does that make sense? Okay. So yeah, I think that's all the plugs and all that stuff. Uh, got, uh, we're getting that all out of the way. And then there was on, oh. What was it? There was one more thing. Oh, that's it. My mom, <laughs> my mom wanted you guys to know that she has a lot of puzzles that she's finished because she's become like a puzzle queen during the pandemic. And so she's finished a lot of them and she doesn't know what to do with the puzzles now. And if anybody is in the Arizona area or really desperately needs puzzles, my mom has a, a bunch of them. So I said I would let the audience know if anybody needs puzzles or has an idea for donating the puzzles because my mom really wants to share the puzzle love. I think that's the thing. Um, 
I watched a lot of TV tonight. Real quick, uh, we really are in the golden age of television or just wasting your life away watching television. Euphoria, man, I do not know why they hear that on Sunday night. You already had the Sunday scaries, and then you're going to watch a show with a bunch of jacked-up teens doing horrible things to their bodies and horrible things to other people's bodies. It's like, sign me up for Sunday night. It's so mellow, but I can't. It's so it's It's just intense. Sister Wives is a new one I've gotten into. That Cody, he is such an asshole, you guys. It's about a polygamist that has a bunch of different families, but it doesn't seem like he likes any of them. And he's kind of just like a petulant asshole. And he's very much like, I'm I'm sacrificing for my family. But he just comes off really selfish all the time. I've recently gotten into it. So this show's been going on for, I think, like 80 billion years. So everybody has like deep thoughts. Like, I guess Cody's always been hated. But it's just a bizarre, and it's like a really slow pace, but it's kind of meditative in a weird way. Of course, you know, um, before the 90 Days is on TLC, having a great season. I believe I'm going to be on, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Okay, but you might be hearing me on another podcast very soon, and I'll let you guys know. Um, And then I watched, oh, I watched the season premiere of Summer House. I got my hands on a copy of that, and it's really good and really intense and i can't wait to share that with you guys on tuesday and what else oh real houses of salt lake city that's where i wanted to end you guys i feel like i'm going i feel like i'm getting gaslit slash going crazy every time i watch this like you know jen shaw like jen shaw runs that show i i mean we can make no mistake about it like she's got everybody eating out of the palm of her hand or just scared of her and they don't want to like ever say anything or upset her so they just don't but it becomes so weird because i feel like i'm going crazy like you guys heard me do all those Beverly Hills recaps, and I was, like, so livid that the ladies never really questioned Erica. But compared to Salt Lake, it looked like the Beverly Hills ladies, like, were, like, experts at grilling witnesses. Like, they asked—at least they asked Erica if she did it. Nobody even—everybody just lets Jen say, no, it's a coincidence. I'm being framed by Mary and Meredith. Like, what is going on? And nobody questions it. Nobody's like, okay, that's nice. Let's eat dinner. Like, it is so bizarre. But the thing that's working in Jen Shaw's favor is that everybody else kind of sucks too like Barry sucks Meredith sucks Whitney and Heather have their thing going Lisa's I mean like it's like six or seven different personalities that don't mesh and that's why the show kind of works in this really bizarre way but you have to completely temper your expectations because you'll go crazy like I'm like wait a sec this is like an open and shut case on all fronts and like People are still letting Jen Shaw rattle them. And Jen Shaw comes out and loud, like she she's of the mind that, you know, the person that screams loudest wins. And she's always screaming the loudest. She's getting in people's faces. She's fit like she almost physically assaulted Lisa Barlow on the, the, the van on the way over to Zion. And I'm like, yo, this shit can be played at your trial. Like, I know you're out on bail or bond or whatever, but like. Isn't there something in Bond where you're not like you're not supposed to get into physical altercations if you're awaiting trial? Like it's just so bizarre and it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. You know what I'm saying? Um Oh, and Yellow Jackets, of course. Me and uh, me and Sophie, of course, talk about Yellow Jackets. Had a season finale for the first season tonight. I thought it was excellent. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. There is a section of Yellow Jackets, though. So if you do not want it spoiled, I think we talk about it for like five to ten minutes. Um, so just try to skip past that. I don't want to ruin things for anybody, but it's 
two fans talking. So, uh, but I also just want to give you a warning in advance because I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. We also talk. I love Cheer, uh, Cheer season two, which hit Netflix. Uh, so many just great things to watch right now, and I'm so excited to be able to share all of it with you. So let's get into this, folks. Let's have a good week. I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying it to you. I cannot wait to do this week with you guys, and uh, I will talk to you on Tuesday. Here she is, the one, the only, Sophie Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good. Uh, I hope this is a good week, much better than the weekend. I think the weekend was, I'm in a shame spiral right now, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, I think uh, our co-host today, uh, you know her, you love her, but she actually potentially had a great weekend uh, because she's, you know, our sports correspondent. And I think her team won and she went there in person. I don't know what's happening, but let's get into it. The one, the only, the most talented woman in the world, Sophie Ross. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Yes. Very exciting weekend. By the way, I just ripped out this hairball. (laughs) You know, you don't understand unless you like are a girl with long hair. Like I was wearing a beanie, a scarf, a coat, and all of my hair was just matted and it's still matted into a rat's nest right now. So I need to figure out what to do with it. Wait, are those extensions? No, it's my real hair. And I don't know if it's going to be my real hair for much longer because I might have to cut this out. But um, yeah, you can't see it right now, everyone. But my hair is an actual rat's nest. Wait, did somebody put Um, gum in your hair or something? No, it's just from your hair getting matted from wearing like a beanie, a scarf, like a coat. But anyway, we were at the Bengals game. The Bengals won their first playoff game for the first time since 1991. That was before I was born. So the first time in my lifetime, I can say... The Bengals won a playoff game and I was there. It was so freezing, but so fun. It was like the best day ever. So do you, I mean, are you taking the lion's share of credit for them winning? Actually, you were there. It's funny because, um, (laughs) my, my boyfriend, I actually, I went with my boyfriend. Oh, your boyfriend. Yeah. I I went with my boyfriend and, um, He's I like to say he's good luck. And he says that because he his team went to the Super Bowl. He like ended up going to the Super Bowl and they his team was at the Super Bowl and they won the Super Bowl. So he got to see that in person. This was kind of like our Super Bowl. So the fact that he was there, he's like kind of good luck, I guess. But yeah, I guess I'm a lucky charm too for Joe Burrow. <laughs> and, and your parents were there too, right? Yeah, I went with my mom, my sister, my boyfriend. I went with my uncle, my cousin. My so wait, so how was the family interaction with your boyfriend and your family? It was great. He's, yeah, he's a sweetheart. There was like never like a a moment where he like said something out of turn and they were like, what the hell are you talking about, Willis? You know, No, I said something out. He he told me later, he was like, don't tell people about my NFTs. Because I was like, he bought, he bought NFTs. (laughs) Don't tell people about that. Don't tell people about that. (laughs) He was like. Do not tell people I listen to Joe Rogan. Do not tell people that. that Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a great weekend. I said this, I've said this a million times to like him, my mom, my sister. I'm like, I want to relive that day every day. Oh, I love that. How was was that? How was the tailgate? I saw you tailgated. Was that fun too? It was so much fun. It was just freezing. It was so cold. And I know that some stadiums have like a dome so that it's like actually like comfortable because it's, you know, when games are in. Not not Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. So did you have your chili stuff you like to have? Yes. We had Skyline chili. We had hand warmers and feet warmers. We brought blankets in. So we stayed warm. It was like just so cold. But like it was so much fun. I'm were like people, so so hyped up. Well, yeah, you seem high. Were people getting shit canned, hammered all around you? Not your family, but like yeah, but like no, there were no like 
I like or... the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals have a, just a great fan base. And so my boyfriend's actually an Eagles fan. And they have a fan base that's known for being oh, like dude. just horrible. Yes. My friend Christine is a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. And she, when they won the Super Bowl or whatever a couple of years ago, like that yeah. after party, people were just like getting buck wild, like even celebrating the win. People were like getting into fights, you know? Oh, they ate. There was like a video that went around when they won the Super Bowl that people were riding in the streets and someone ate actual horse shit or like licked it. That was <laughs> So they're like insane. And they're known for just being assholes and just like, and he was so, he was like, everyone was really nice. Like everyone is so nice. Like there were no like toxic fans. Like, dude, do you was- think if, if you if 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 the Cincinnati Bengals go to the Super Bowl, do you think your boyfriend would sell one of his NFTs to get you guys to the Super Bowl? You wouldn't have to because one of my Bengals fan friends said that she has the hookup if the Bengals. What? Oh my! Yeah. And that's in LA, baby. And Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige and Eminem—they're doing like a whole West. Oh Coast my god! I would be Bowl. so excited to go to the Super Bowl in LA. That would be so fun. Oh my god! If they go to this, maybe you know what. Uh, I was like, it would be funny if I stand and stood out there with a the mic and asked sports fans what they think of Erica Jane. Like, yeah. Oh, real quick, going into the stadium. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Erica Jane this season? Did Erica you know? know? Yeah, yeah. Did Erica? Hey, what do you think? Jen Shaw's trial coming up. Where do you think uh, she's going to land on that? What are your thoughts on Miriam Cosby? <laughs> Quickly, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I had a uh, not as good of a night that or a day yesterday. So I went to Tom Sandoval and the most extras again, but I went to the yes, what club was in Agora Hills. And you were on Shroom. Okay. So like, I got to say, like, listen, I was really hesitant to tell this story on here because I, I know you guys already think I'm potentially a mess or whatever, but I, I want to. Your listeners are straight edge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you guys are all straight edge. You guys don't touch anything, but like, so I, so it was a, it was like three or four times size of the club that he played last time. I was actually kind of nervous for him. I didn't, I was nervous that nobody was even going to show up. Like I just get nervous for people that I like. like if they, anyways, so I get there and it's one of like, we had gotten a table. So it was like almost dinner theater where they made you order like, like four options, like a steak or a chicken or whatever. And then they sat us at a table with other people that we didn't know. And we, we didn't realize we could have bought just general admission. It was like, so we had to be there by seven. And, and then, so I was not, I was doing like sober. I was trying to do sober January and stuff. And I had these lit, like I, <laughs> this is hard to explain. So my friend gave me like, my friend's friend makes mushroom candies or whatever, and she's given them to me before and I've taken them and it's done nothing. Like it's like, it's like I've been a nice buzz, like nothing, but she gave me these other ones that were actual, like the mushrooms that, that they put it, are. no, that they, they put into it, but I didn't, I thought they were the same. Like I thought they're okay. I'll just take a couple of these. It'll be a nice buzz. I didn't think anything of like differently than that. And I took them and I'm like, okay. And I got on the floor when Tom played and like two songs in, I realized I was like fully, tr- I was like, whoa, like, oh no. And I don't know if anybody's ever done. You were mushrooms. like the people that get um, drugged in yellow jackets. Yes, I was. I fucking Lottie was behind me. And like, all she's like, you know what to do. Throat to gut. No, but um, like, embrace the darkness. Embrace the darkness. No, and it, but it was like all of a sudden then, and then it just got worse and worse. We're like, I, I didn't black out or anything, but like I was in a, fucking different dimension like I was like I and then it was so scary because every time you would look up there's Tom Sandoval or like Brock and Sheena like Brock was like 
almost like it was like he was moshing or something. Brock was having the time of his life, it looked like. Sheena, Imagine you're tripping balls and oh, you look up and see Brock. Dude, I'm telling you, this is, and, and I, my, my friend was there with that. I'm like, I didn't even realize I could have just gone. Like, I was like, I felt like I was trapped there. I was like, oh, I can't get out. And then my whole body just started sweating. It was just like soaked. And like, and then all of a sudden, this Jamie, this girl that I was on her podcast, it's friend with Sheena, she came up to me out of nowhere and like was on live on Instagram. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, she was like, what's up, Brian? And I'm like, oh my God, no. And I, I had to go, Jamie, I'm on mushrooms. Please don't do this. And she was like, oh, oh, okay. Like I was literally just going up to people and be like, help me, help me. Like I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, and then. And then, but it was like anytime I looked up, and then I just got really sad because I was like, this is my life. I was like, this is what I'm doing with my life. I looked around and it was like Agora Hills, which is like like deep out of Los Angeles. And it was like a local, like I think everybody, like a lot of people were there for Tom, but then it also seemed like a lot of people just that's their Saturday night bar, like in like Roadhouse or something. So it was like a really like people were getting into fights. Like it was humbling. Oh, this one girl was kissing this girl and the two boyfriends got into a fight or that might not have happened. And I just imagined it. My mind was so gone. And I was like, I <laughs> then after the show. So t- DJ James Kennedy went on after Sandoval and, <laughs> and it was like he whipped off his shirt and he, he was soaked too. He's like, let's go, let's go. And it was I have video of it and it was. Like, that's the problem with me is that I deeply love Vanderpump Rules and all reality shows, but I also get how funny it is. And I think DJ James Kennedy is a talented DJ, but at the same time, we're in Agora Hills and he's whipping his shirt off. And like, I don't know. I was just like, what? And Ariana, who I know, like Ariana was walking and I told, I texted Ariana, I go, yo, I'm on shrooms because I had had like this conversation with her and I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if I made sense. And I was like, yo. And she was like, oh, that's hysterical. And I was like, yeah, this was like the biggest mistake of my life to do at a Tom Sandoval show. Because every time you would look up, Tom would be on the trumpet or something. And I was like, this is hysterical. Like, this was. Uh, I, and the trumpet, then, his trumpet. His trumpet. Yeah. And it's like a full nine piece band. It was like. And so Ariana was like, came up to me and I just started laughing. And it's so unfortunate because any of those guys from the show, if they stop, they get attacked by people that want to talk to them, you know? And so like she stopped and it was like, but then I felt bad because then like 50 people attacked her at once trying to get pictures, but it was a good turnout. And then afterwards I was on the other side and Tom was there. Tom was like, dude, dude. And I'm like, Hey, and then I was like, great show. But I didn't really know if it was a great show because I was so out of it. And I was, and I was trying to, and then I finally was like, Tom, I'm on, um, I'm on a bunch of mushrooms right now. And he goes, Oh yes. Okay, man. All right. And then he goes, and then he goes, Oh my God, my in-ears wasn't working. So I was off. He was like trying to talk to me about the details of the show. And I was like, had no idea where I was like, what I was just like, yeah, man. And like Brock's in the background, like just like jumping into people. And this is not, the music's not even playing. He's just in the regular bar area, jumping into people. Brock was having the time of his life. It looked like. And then, so I finally told my room, I, I got, I got to go. I got to get it out of here. I got to get, so got an Uber. And then on the way out, Tom Schwartz was there and by the way, it was Katie's birthday and Tom Schwartz is at Sandoval's show and Katie Very was out well. with Stassi and all these people. But Tom Schwartz is there and he's wearing like the big Lebowski sweater and he's and I and that's the, the thing of like you just talk to these people like, you know, him from TV. And I was like, oh, I was like, I'm leaving. I'm like, Schwartz, I'm like, 
these mushrooms are hitting me so hard, Schwartz. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I he's like, I got some mushrooms. I'm like, oh, and then, like I, but I realized like I I'm just I don't know Tom Schwartz like that, where I should just be going like, man, these are hitting me hard. And he was like, oh, man, I know, man, I know. Like he You're was like, like hey, Diaz being like, I did a lot of weed. Yes. By the way, Chey Diaz. I know. OK, wait, so don't get mad at me. But I haven't been able to watch the new. I was reading about it, but I haven't been able to watch it because I had like such a crazy weekend. No, 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 it's fine. But I do want. I'll, that's fine because this will be. So that that was my weekend, and now I'm in a shame spiral because, like, even Wait. I was like so self loathing of myself. Like I hated how I looked all of a sudden. I hated how like I was in a really dark, bad trip place, and it was like the worst thing because you would look up and realize how silly all of this was. Like I love it, but like I don't want to be. I don't want to be in this. Like I love Ariana and Tom. I love, but I don't want to be in this friend group. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to. I don't want to know you were, Sheena. You were I don't worried when know. you were on shrooms that you were like going to end up in the friend group. You were like going to well, be on the next season. I mean, by the way, and I and by the way, they would probably say he would never end up in the friend group. But I just don't want to <laughs> be. But you know, it's like I just I know how I just don't want to be. Like it's just like they got a whole thing going on, and I I want to work on my thing. And it was like I had never wanted a family more that night. I've been like, I should have kids to go home to right now. I was like, I was my room. No, my, I was like unloading on my room. I was like, I hate my, I was such in a bad trip space and everybody's yeah, going to think like you had, you probably, okay. So what you have to do is you, you just micro dose a little bit. And it's like the perfect amount. I thought I was. And the thing was, you guys, I'm not like a big drug user. Like I don't smoke weed. I don't. So, so I thought I was doing don't something do like, weed. I, I mean, I've, ta- I've done it, but like, I'm not you a Che Diaz. You're not, a I'm not a, I'm not a big weed doer, but I was, you know, when you think like, I just didn't mentally prepare for that. So when it hit, I was not ready for that kind of journey. And then you're like, oh fuck, I'm in this now for like four hours in this headspace. Or like, and then it turned out to be a seven hour thing where I was like, oh, who's I, I also, I called Medica who does all the graphics and I have a. Uh, it was me, my roommate, and Medita on speakerphone, and I guess my roommate taped it. I might put it up on the Patreon because it's me and Medita having a 30-minute conversation while I was on Mushrooms about how crazy everything is, and I just sound like a complete idiot. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Anyways. Wait, uh, t- you never told me what, what what happened with you and Sheena. Okay, well, I told this on the Patreon this week, but I I, I I might be going on shenanigans and I'm supposed to save the story for that. But I can tell you off, but the Patreon, the story's on there. The Patreon's on there. I just, I can't do it until, uh, but basically she blames me for something and then she- The baby yeah, name? Yeah, the baby name. And uh, there's all of this stuff behind it, but she wants to talk to me about it. And that, and, but, but by the way, Sheena was there, but Sheena doesn't realize I am who I am. Like, so she just thinks- I'm a big sweaty guy on mushroom. Like she doesn't realize I'm Ryan. So like she was there, like she was literally like right in front of me. Like Brock was, I've got video. My, my I got to post this of me on mushrooms and Brock like dancing in front of me. And then I go, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Cause it was like, I was watching TV. And I was like, this is so stupid. I was dying laughing. Like I was cracking up. I am. That's amazing. Yeah. I need okay. to see those videos. Yeah. I and then the one with DJ James Kennedy taking his shirt off was like, and he's like all ripped up, but it was like, we're in Agora Hills, man. Like, the, like he was treating it like Coachella, which I appreciate. I like, that's the thing. Like half of me get like half of me gets like really trying to make stuff like work and be an artist. But then half of it's like, kind of makes me laugh too, because and, it, and I myself make myself laugh. So I'm not, I'm no better, but regardless, I'm, I obviously, <laughs> I feel like I'm on mushrooms again. Um, <laughs> okay. But oh yeah. Che Diaz really quick. I want to tell you before we start getting into the news stories is Che Diaz, just a no spoiler alert, but Che Diaz fully has sex with Miranda. And there's That's like a spoiler. A, no, sorry. Well guys, it, we, we all know it was going to happen. And I know. I actually saw, I know. I saw that already. I saw like the still of them in bed. Yeah. Together. I like, like oh, I, I, I see Miranda's boobs and like, she has just like got finishing doing whatever, you know, to Miranda and like Che's like on top of Miranda and, and, and Miranda's like, I think I love you. And Che's like, you love you. And, oh and, and, and oh then, God. and then Che goes, and I'm pretty good at sex. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh. Did they really say that. Yes. And then well, before that happened, Che and Miranda met up at this event that she was the celebrity guest comic. And she goes on and does a quick five minutes. And it's once again, the worst stand-up I've ever seen in my life. Where oh my it's God, like, I need to watch this immediately after this. They're, they're, Shay's like, uh, <laughs> Shay's like, hey, um, they said to keep it clean tonight. Uh, I usually have an hour set, so tonight it's just going to be three minutes. <laughs> and then there's like two girls in the front row making googly eyes at Che because... I mean, and by the way, I have to. I feel lot. like Che is like this huge sex symbol. Yeah. Well, I will say in Che's defense, I have talked to a couple of girls that have been like, I would let Che do things to me, you know? I, okay. Okay. I mean, like, I actually did see some thirst tweets for Che Diaz and I was like, interesting. Well, I see, this is why I love pop culture is that to me, Che Diaz is an obvious joke, not the actor, the character. I want to really the character, like the character. the character is a joke, not, but now I'm getting, I'm reading think pieces of like, why all the Che Diaz hate Che's great. And I'm like, we can't even agree on something 
universally bad. I thought we all, but like everyone agreed. Like I thought we all agreed. But that's what I'm saying. That's why pop culture is so stupid. Because now weeks later we're going, let's rethink Che Diaz. You know, I'm like, we don't need to rethink Che yet. Oh, by the way, so bad it's good. So bad it's good merch.com. We have an It's Che Diaz shirt in the form of Metallica Yeezus um, uh, calligraphy or whatever that uh, font is. So you guys go to the so bad it's good merch.com. Also the Tristan Thompson shirt, a lot of shirt there. Go check it out. Uh, but we had to make an It's Che Diaz shirt. So it is on the web store as of now. Because you've got to, this is a perfect shirt to relive the Che Diaz, uh, it, like horror film that we're seeing, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and also they made Steve once again, just a bumbling fool. And people are like, oh. Like, Miranda! No, no, there's a scene, there's a scene where he's like, he's, there's a scene where, <laughs> this is great. Was there's it when a, they were at the farmer's market? Because well, I saw that part. Okay, there was a farmer's market where he's like, eh, where's the pickle guy? I, I don't know where I'm going. The pickle guy's usually uh, over uh, there. Oh God, I don't know where I'm going. Uh, but then, like, I can't even make fun of Steve anymore because then people are like, he's obviously suffering from early dementia. I'm like, how many things are we going to give this guy? How many bad things are we, like, why don't we just put him out of his misery and get him out of here? Because every week it's like getting sadder and sadder with Steve. And then there's a scene where Steve and Miranda are in the kitchen and Miranda tries to get Steve to finger banger like 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 Che and uh, Miranda's like get behind me and Steve's like what we haven't done you what oh okay uh. and and then then he like, like doesn't know how to finger someone all no of a sudden. he forgets that he's like oh it's been a while and then Miranda and then, then Miranda I guess is like dry down there and he's like you want me to go get lube and she's like you know what no it's 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 fine let's just have dessert it is like they have made steve like a forest got like a big fucking loser and steve's not a loser he's bumbling but he's not a loser exactly and they, they, they made, made him, him to be so like creepy they made him act like an 85 year old with dementia yeah and by the way I have a feeling maybe they are writing him as dementia, but like how many, like he's already getting his wife in love with somebody else. Like, why are we going to keep doing this? Like it, why is it's like this show, this reboot has just made me another reason why I never want to keep getting older. Like, it just seems like getting, and by the way, everybody that's older, are like, yeah, it is sucks, but I don't want to like have a show every week where I realize how shitty getting older is. And that's what this show is. You know? Also it's like sad, like the Miranda cheating like storyline is also like just based on what happened in the first movie like it's like but I thought they were you know in love and choosing each other not cheating on each other anymore like I I don't know I just like it's a surprising twist based on like the first movie like it actually just doesn't make that much sense for Miranda to be a cheater after like everything that Steve put her through yes, that's I mean like but, yeah. also, but but I will say Sophie I want to end on this is that one of the best hate watches I've ever had in my life. Like I cannot wait yeah. for the next episode. Like I know I'm so excited. It's getting to the point where I might start recapping this show because every scene I'm yelling at the TV, it's like absurd. every, and I will say this too, guys, I'm a straight dude. So I have no business talking about women's lives, but this is just my opinion. Like I get how ridiculous it is for me as a straight dude talking about women's lives, but this is just what I see. But I understand that could be enraging to some. And I totally get it. Cause th these are your, like, you know, women, these are your women. And so why have a straight man talk about it? But like, it's just, I, I, I love these ladies too. Like, you know, but I, I just find this show sometimes 
completely. Yeah, no, I still like, look, I mean, I know that everyone's been hating on it and saying, why did you even reboot it? I wish I hate the show. I'm not glad they did. It's it's provided me with such joy. I love it. I love how absurd it is. I love like talking about it, making jokes about it and how ridiculous it is. And like, it does, like I said, like it really does feel like just like a warm hug of nostalgia. Like I just enjoy watching my girls. Well, I, and also I, I was in the New York Post. I was quoted in the New York Post. I about saw that. Yes. They, unfortunately, I, I did a big interview and I didn't get to like, they use like the stupidest quote from that because all the other good people got like the good scenes getting to talk about finger blasting. And I, well, anyways, but I love that I was in the New York Post. I was very excited about that. It was a huge dream come true for this. Sh- and and I got them to say the show's name. That's what I was like. I'll do it. But you have to say the podcast name. And, oh, you got uh, that promo in, baby? I did, of course, man. Nice. This is like, um, okay. So uh, before we get to Yellow Jackets, I do want to, I, I don't think you've watched this, but I, I burned through the entire second season of Cheer on Netflix. Oh, I did um, too. Okay, I thought I thought you wouldn't have had yeah. time for that. Oh like, my god! Yeah, I was, I, I thought it was excellent. It. What did you it think? It was so good. It was amazing television. It was such a departure from the first season because it was like dark. Like they talk about how fame really like fucked up their a lot of their lives. And Jerry, the yes, Jerry, you and see, I thought they handled the Jerry thing really well because. They, yeah, they had the they two boys. They had the two boys talking about their experience of Jerry pursuing them. Yeah. And it was very powerful. Yeah. And they dedicated a whole episode to it, brought in his victims. And um, yeah, I thought they handled it really, really well. And yeah, just overall, it was like just very dark. Like that's yeah. why I tweeted, I tweeted um that cheer season two is what don't look up thought it was because it was like COVID and climate change. It was like just like everything was going wrong for them and yeah. like everything about it was just like it was dark and ominous feeling and just like it was definitely like I said a departure from the first season and I was so team Trinity Valley I don't I, like tomorrow anymore I am team Trinity Valley see I, I I was arguing with my friend Danielle about this is that I'm I really came I came away with respect and love for both teams like Navarro and Trinity like you saw what it did to Navarro you saw the fame it did to coach Monica what what it did and also I don't then, like but, Monica Monica but see, I I ended up I ended up at the end of really appreciating Monica where I thought this oh, was a, Monica no Monica's I think a narcissist she no, is but a she narcissist is, but I think this was I think this was a great lesson for her and it sets no, beautifully up I cheer season that, three it, cheer season three is going to be off the wall I'm like, excited for cheer season three but Monica is not a nice person when they were trying like just that one scene was so telling when some of the kids were like, they were the, just the cheerleaders that are like, guys, we need to get out of our heads and stop focusing on the competition. She was like, what are you guys talking about? I have 14 rings. It's like, shut the, she's just a narcissist. She chose dancing with the stars over her team. She loves the fame. She like, well, see that. And then he turned her back to back on Ladarius when he needed her, but then but Ladarius, okay. The Ladarius relationship is wild. No, they're all there for Jerry still. It's like, no, Monica, you suck. Monica, Monica I'm more evil. understanding, Monica. I see. No, I, Monica's a horrible. See, see horrible, I thought, but see, I thought she. Person. But see, I thought I she get, got I'm hers. getting mad. I no, know, I'm getting, but but I thought she got hers because even in the DM, she realized how many people hated her and stuff, and it was good, a real wake. It was a real wake up call. Good. Everyone should hate her. She's a horrible person. She's a horrible person. A narcissist. She <laughs> did not. No, she is. Like I'm actually like I hate her after this season. I respected her for the first season. I hate her, and I'm glad they made her into the villain of this season because she deserves it. Because she is an awful, disgusting person. Well, it I shows what it shows. It shows the 
it shows the pitfalls of fame. But what I thought it was so smart to do was that they did bring in this other college, Trinity Valley Community College, which had a just as strong cheer program. And it was a very close uh, close race at Daytona Nationals. And so they brought this in and they told it from two different perspectives, you guys. So yeah, you got to see what fame did, but then it also, you got to see what like hard work and determination and it was fascinating and it was so gripping nine episodes. I, I just, I was hats off to that whole production team because they just nailed it. I thought they could have phoned it in and made something really weird, but like with the COVID they handled COVID amazingly. We got to see like this cool little reaction of what happened in the world through a cheer squad. I don't know. I just thought it was really special reality TV. Very well, different. It's interesting because it also talked about how, you know, from the first season, there were only a handful of cheerleaders that they featured on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So only and a handful of them became famous. And then the rest of them were like, well, we're just here to cheer. So like, and then they were doing PR appearances. And yeah, we got to was, see all of that. You guys, we got to see them filming cameos yeah, and the other people looking at them like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, everything was PR. And then the other team is like, is like, yeah, we're not here for fame. We're here to cheer. It's like, you could tell it really got to their heads and you could tell that Jerry, Jerry, oh. his ego was Fed. Oh, you saw it. You All saw of their it. egos were fed. And like, even Lexi, she was like, oh my God, I just made my cameos $50. Like, yeah. and she's like, and she, this <laughs> it was, was very Countess Luann. It was very, well, Countess it was, this was two years ago. Also, it's like, no one cares about Lexi from cheer. She was barely in this season. It's like, it's very fleeting. So treat fame accordingly. You know, as it I, can go away at any minute. Who did I, uh, I, I love Maddie Broom though. Love I liked her. her. I liked her. her. She's, she's Navarro. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was very interesting to you guys. I is love Jaina from Trinity Valley also. Well, that Trinity Jana. Valley had it because they have like the best tumblers. Like they have some people that are just insane in tumbling, which by the way, I never yeah, even knew Ashley what tumbling Rice. was. Like, Ashley Rice, I think they're saying that she's like the Simone Biles of cheerleading. Yeah. Who's the guy, Devante? Who's the guy, Devante? The guy D that, D that, D that, D that wouldn't give, like you guys, it was interesting. We wouldn't because smile. We wouldn't smile because he thought, it, was, it had this really fascinating discussion about like homosexuality and cheerleading where there was a bunch of straight dudes on Trinity Valley and he didn't want to give performance space, like all smiles and all that, because he was afraid of coming off gay, which was like this. But it was like then, you know, you had gay people in Trinity Valley going like this is kind of our thing. Like you got to do this. Like you got, it doesn't make you gay to give like face in a performance. And in the first, uh, the, yeah, the, Daytona when he did give didn't give face like after well I don't want to give things away I just thought it was yeah, a fascinating conversation I would thought it was Monte, a fascinating Monte the coach yeah um he was like when before COVID happened they had you know their their star who was a gay guy and yeah you, you add that flair with like your facial expressions and stuff like that and then you know COVID happened they couldn't do that season so then that guy graduated and then he had no one I guess who had the flair. You know, like, I guess that's what he was saying. And then D, this this guy who was kind of, you know, he was a masculine guy, but who just happened to be amazing at tumbling. So he fell into cheerleading. And you could tell that he's like, no, I don't smile. Like, I'm, I know I'm a male cheerleader, but I don't do that. And then, yeah, he like, it's, it's interesting to watch. It's all very interesting. It's such a case study of like, 
this this town of these towns of Texas, like these yeah. small town, like it's a it's Friday like, Night Lights yeah. kind of vibe that we all love. And I, I just yeah. I couldn't recommend it more. And it's a, a departure from the first season. I didn't think they could make it work, but they did. Now on to Yellow Jackets, which the season finale just aired today. Uh, you had just watched it. What are your yeah. overall thoughts? And I'm proud to report uh, Showtime did an article today that they are going into production and will have the second season out by December of this year. So they, we will get new 12 more months. Well, that's better than what they were originally saying was going to be 2023. Now they have vowed to get it out in 2022. And this was their highest rated new series since like 2015. But what's happening. And you can hear this, even just in us talking about it every week or, or since Sophie's been talking about this from the beginning is that by this last episode, it had like, eight times quadrupled what it had started with because this is really a water cooler show where not only did it get good reviews, but it got amazing ratings and the mythology people are really getting into. What did you think? And by the way, if you don't uh, skip past this, what do you know, Lewis Petsman on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. He's been on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. So he made a great point. He was like, so we all love like when you can binge a show at once, we would have finished yellow jackets in one day and no one would have been talking about the theories all over Twitter. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, it makes a case for doing like the weekly releases as much as we don't want to wait a week. Yes. Like we were all talking. We were all like, what are the theories? Like, well, think about it. Emily in Paris has already gone by the wayside. We're not talking about Emily in Paris anymore. Yeah. And I, it is so funny is that like TV always finds a way to go back to what it actually initially was, is that we'll always have binge worthy shows and you'll probably have binge worthy shows with yellow jackets because a lot of you guys haven't started and you'll get to burn through those right now. But there really was something very exciting. And I only got in on like episode six, so I didn't even get the full momentum of it. But like to 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 think about it all week, to actually look forward to something. Mayor of Easttown did the same kind of release schedule as well. And they're really we are finding there is this place of people waiting week and the by white week. lotus that was like yeah, another yeah exactly yes yeah, yeah. Like i really there is something very exciting about that and that's what we used to call water cooler shows and this is going to lengthen these series lives but i gotta say i mean what did you think of the finale and if you guys you skip ahead for like five minutes and and pick back up but yeah if you don't want spoilers for the finale, skip this so spoilers yeah um i think it pretty much confirms that Lottie fucking is the Lottie queen. Yeah, yeah Lottie's definitely the antler, antler queen. queen I mean she, she but but so you guys like so basically at the end even Lottie like gives up the bear's heart to the woods or whatever and we find out that like so my theory is okay so uh, Juliet Lewis these people break in with the symbol from the woods obviously Lottie's still alive obviously Lottie has a cult going and obviously my theory is don't you think that they escape from Lottie and all those people are still back in the woods there's like a whole, all those women are still back there. Like there's a I, whole, uh, but I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know about that. I am really still curious about the Adam slash Javi connection. That's gotta be Javi. That's gotta yeah, be Javi goes missing. Yeah. It's like, what, what is the Adam Javi thing? Like that's killing me. I need to know. So and like, who's the guy in the in-between that welcomed Jackie, that band said yeah. I was somewhere in between. And the guy was like, we've been expecting you. And that's been the guy that's been in the um, opening credits each week at the very end. There's like a mysterious guy. That's the mysterious guy that's in the opening credits. We still don't know. And also then does uh, Thaisa is, is she like, is somebody so setting her up or did she? Ty, 
No, it seems like Ty has a really dark side and killed the dog. And for a sacrifice to, and that's what helped yeah. her win, right? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. I, I thought, it, I, I really loved how they did. I, I was, I thought enough stuff got answered. And at the same time, we still know pretty much next to nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I'm, it showed how Jackie died. Like I was, that broke my heart, man. I know I was really, I was sad about Jackie. I know that, you know, I don't know if we're supposed to like root for Jackie or not, but like, I I was rooting for Jackie because I felt so bad for her. Like it was just such a sad situation for her. And it was sad. That was a sad. As soon as as she said hot cocoa, I was like, oh no. I know she was like hot cocoa. And I was like, like, oh God. Well, my first thought was like, Oh no, it's poison in there. They're killing you. They're going to like, they, they're going to kill you. Um, but then I was yeah, like, that's oh. what I thought it was too. I thought they were going to poison her and then like eat her or something. Even that was, was a great misdirection that. because we opened the season with what I thought was Jackie running through the woods uh, and then fell into that trap. And yeah, so no, it wasn't Jackie running through the woods. So we still don't know who that was that they end up like killing from like the first seat, first episode. But I mean, oh God, I can't uh, wait until December. It's like television is so exciting. Like I love shows like this. They actually make you appreciate television. And Christina Ricci is killing it. I love her oh, so yeah. much. She's amazing. And I like, like Misty's character a lot. I love it. It's so crazy. Like I'm obsessed with her. It's just really, I mean, I just, I, this is, this is going to be like, this is going to get big. You guys like this show is just really in its infancy. So it's going to be yeah. really exciting. And they, it's going to be five seasons. Yeah. And Melanie yeah. Linsky. Amazing. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. So anyways, uh, we'll talk more about that at another time in our spinoff uh, pod, yellow jacket, Jack off. Yeah. I don't know. What would be a good yellow jackets uh, podcast name? Yellow Jack off. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> yes. if, if blink one eighty two. My boyfriend always calls it. He's like, did you watch Black Jackets yet? Or like, <laughs> you never get the name right. <laughs> um, okay, so we got to get into some news stories, unfortunately. And, uh, well, unfortunately, I say because pop culture is so annoying right now. It is so ridiculous. And I do need to, like, I, if you ever come back to L.A., Sophie, I do want to, and this is just as a friend thing, but I would love to take you to my my favorite banyan tree and i would love to drink blood with you like is there oh any God, possible please, way please uh so machine gun kelly and megan fox finally did something that i thought they did years ago was that they got engaged under a banyan tree with what looked like an eight-person crew filming from all angles of this engagement and then megan fox did a instagram post and at the end said we got engaged and then and then we drank each other's blood, but also referred to the hell that they've gone through this last year and a half, which I was like, all I've seen you do is go to award show, which I'm sure is boring. Yeah, but do we really yeah, call like, it hell? Yeah, you're always getting your glam done and showing up in wet look dresses. Like, yeah, what a, yeah, what a I mean, like, I don't think you mean hell. I think you mean time consuming. We've gone through time, con- like a lot of time consumption, trying to dress up and like get our photos taken. But what is your opinion of all of this? I, my opinion was no one has really cared about them for a few weeks slash months. And they were like, <laughs> okay, how do we get attention again? Talk about drinking our blood when we get engaged. Like, okay, you're trying so hard to be edgy. It was the fact that she like wrote this like caption. Then she was like, and then we drink each other's blood. Like, yeah, it was like, it was, it's so attention seeking. That's it what is. It is. 
it's attention seeking. I'm they're boring. They're gross. I'm over it. I Keep am your blood in your body where it belongs too. you know, do, like I just need us as a society to just move on from that. Move on from like um, from Kim and Pete. Let's focus on the real it couple of the moment. You guys, Kanye. you and your boyfriend? Oh. No, yes, me and my boyfriend, Kanye oh. and Julia Fox. Oh, my God. Because you guys, we got another interview article from Julia Fox, you guys. Julia Fox went from somebody that I really kind of liked in Uncut Gems to somebody that I am so annoyed with. Like, I find her <laughs> so, and I know she's an artist and she's pretty and all that stuff, but is this real? And by the way, I do have to be taken down a notch if I'm completely wrong, Sophie, as a dude. But like, isn't this annoying as fuck? Like, this is just feels like a, a hot topic relationship, just like Machine Gun Kelly. And like, where I'm just like, this is no, so I'm into dumb. It. No, Wait, you love it. Yes, I love it. Wait, what do you love about it? I love. OK, so it's kind of like what we were talking about last week, that like Connie is kind of being like, I made Kim Kardashian. I can make another one. Like, I'm, I think that's I, his vibe, but I think it's coming off corny as hell to me. No, I'm like, really? I think that, yeah, she's a little corny. She's corny for sure. Like the interview magazine stuff, like she is corny. So but you're like, feeling I the vibes as Sophie yeah, likes I, to say. I like that she's not like pretending to be like some like mysterious, like not posting on social media. She's like being like cringy on social media. Like I like that. And I love it. <laughs> she looks amazing in those like low rise leather. Uh, see, well, I mean, and then they, they took photos of her like laying on a table and Kanye with like a knife and fork, like ready to eat her with the net. And I'm like, come on, you like, these are like the worst homecoming photos ever. Like, and it's like, and then I, the photo with Marilyn Manson, come on. Oh, Marilyn I don't know Man- I saw that, but ew. oh my god, oh my god, they had a they hung okay, out then with- gross. Oh no. no, Sophie, you gotta read the interview, Mag. She goes, I oh my- read okay. it, but I didn't. No, see no, the no. Photos. Okay, I'm gonna read you these quotes because this is wild. Um, so the night that they had where they ended up watching, what's the film Yola or what's that film? Oh, um, Zola. Zola, yeah, they watched Zola on like benches at like some underground place in L.A. Um. Okay, Julia. Okay, what? So you are fully digging this relationship with Kanye. Um, You like it, except that you might not like. I think I think that she is just so like fascinating. Like, I'm just fascinated by her. I want to see her in all the fashion. I think she looks amazing. She is great eye candy. Like, I just like looking at her. She is the most exciting to look at between Megan Fox, Kim, whatever other PR couple. Or is she just new and we're not used to looking at her? I mean, it could be that. I think that she's also like unique looking. Like, I just like, I'm very fascinated by her. Like, I am on the Julia Fox train. I'm on the band. So, wait, this is so interesting. I just looked up Julia Fox and the story that's getting pushed everywhere on like latest news is Julia Fox apologizes for calling ex Peter Artemiev a deadbeat alcoholic, which is her baby daddy, obviously. Yeah. And so she has a podcast, you guys, uh, called Forbidden Fruits on uh, Spotify, which is now blowing up. And so she is apologizing for calling him this, but also like he does seem like a D bag, but I guess when she's trying to probably like clean things up uh, because of the Kanye relationship. Also, you didn't think the Madonna photos and all that were cringe of Madonna. Like of course they were cringe, but like, I loved it. Okay. So we're, we're then going with the theory that cringe is cool. Well, it depends. It depends. It's like, I I appreciate the cringiness coming from 
you know, yeah, right people. Um, if you, if you suck and you're cringy, like if you're not cool and you're cringy, then go away. But like a Kanye and Julia Fox, I like like their cringe. Isn't it interesting? It's refreshing. It's refreshing. Like Kanye talking to the camera about Kim not inviting. Okay, him yeah, to- yeah. I have that. So I have that next. Thing. Like, I like that they're being candid. I'm so sick of celebrities. Like, they try to be all mysterious. And I get why they do that to protect their privacy. I get it. But, like, I love it. You have social media. Use it and be candid with us instead of everything on social media is a facade. And, like, is, like, just, I don't know, like, the Kardashians. Like, they are not genuine ever on social media. Like, talk to the camera. It is is very interesting. That's what I'm saying, like. Even to like me, Kim, even Kim is cringy sometimes. Like when she like writes like long things, she's like, yes, cringy. of course. And I like when she's but cringy. Isn't it interesting that they're both cringy at like the opposite ends of the spectrum? Yeah. Like it's like Kanye is in this kind of cringy artistic world. And Kim is in this kind of cringy, like above board bubblegum trying to be pop. Like it's weird. It's like also the, the photo op of her and Pete. I think they were like getting like, oh, at uh, John and like, Vinny's or oh, yeah, at were- the. Yeah, yeah, the ice, uh, right ice right And I saw, yeah, I saw a video of it and all the, the pap cameras were going off and Kim was like, <laughs> like fake laughing for the cameras. I was like, he's not saying anything. You are fake laughing. Like she wants the photo op of her like laughing and looking like, oh my God, he makes her laugh. She's so happy now. He makes her laugh. It's like, just stop. Like that to me is way more cringy than like Kanye's art- Kanye and Julia being like, you know, like kind of like weird and artsy and just like weird. Like I like that. The cringy like PR paparazzi walks where you're fake laughing. Like, please, we're not falling yeah. for that bullshit. Um, so uh first off, so uh Julia Fox was with Madonna because she is she potentially could be playing Madonna in the movie that Madonna wrote about her life. So Julia Fox is up for the role of Madonna. That's why they have been hanging out. But Interview Magazine in this past week, just uh, they asked, what do you see as your destiny right now? And she wrote, right now, the vibes I'm getting are very much about tolerance, kindness, and love. I'm canceling cancel culture and putting an end to this black and white thinking. People shouldn't be defined by their darkest moment. As humans, we commit violence to each other. We police each other. We've created such a hostile environment, especially on the internet. That's why I don't read the headlines. And then I want to skip to one other thing. Uh, when they're watching Zola at this thing, and they have a picture of them watching Zola, uh, Interview Magazine asks, who was there last night? Uh, Julia responds, Dave Chappelle, Marilyn Manson, Naomi Campbell, the actor from the new Batman, Cameron, Jack Donahue from Salem, Andrew Richardson from Richardson Magazine, Richie Shazam. All my friends came. Also, Richie, sorry wait, to interrupt. Richie, wait, Richie ate sashimi with Marilyn Manson, and they had a really nice heart to heart. Ew. Fuck Mar- <laughs> like, Marilyn Manson but, is. Uh, but see, in, that's what I'm saying. It's like no, fucking in case, scary. In case people don't know, Marilyn Manson is like an actual torture like violent abuser like he's disgusting so marilyn manson can go burn in hell forever see that's what i'm saying these people are bringing them into the the like oh for let's forgive marilyn no no absolutely not i'm not on board with that at all like fuck that no i am off the julia fox train if she is going to be team marilyn manson so yeah but also i thought it was interesting that they were with did you hear about what antonio brown did yes Uh, he whipped off he got fired yeah so antonio brown is an nfl wide receiver who's just like gone crazy over the years 
And he, uh, he played on Tom Brady's team, the Buccaneers until he just took off his Jersey in the middle of the field and like waved by to the fans as they were losing and just took off his Jersey and quit. And then he was off the team. Like he just went crazy. And then he was there. I was like, what is this? Dude, I mean, could you imagine, but like accidentally walking into that room at the, the club they were at and like, Oh fuck. Like Wait, it was so weird. I was it's like, that no. Hillary Clinton meme. That's like, yes. yes like walking in, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, Oh my God. Um, it was I'm tweeting that I'm tweeting that. Uh, yeah. I've never, I've never been, I don't know. Like, it's just so funny when like I used to as a kid want to be a celebrity and now like it's the farthest thing that I want. Like, I don't want anything to like, it just like, I want to be able to like talk to cool people and shit like that. But like, there's no part. Like I was like, this is what you get. Like, you know, it'd be cool just to be rich. I don't need to be famous. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, it's my favorite part of the show when we get to talk about our advertiser. This week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends at Green Chef. Green Chef is new to us, and I am so excited they are a sponsor this week. Green Chef, what it is, it's a CCOF certified meal kit company. Now, Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, or just looking to eat good food, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. So it has fresh produce, premium proteins, organic ingredients that you can trust. Green Chef is now the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week, featuring premium clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef's always changing variety of easy-to-follow recipes as well, and that means there is something new to discover each week so you never get bored. Green Chef makes cooking easy so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef-curated flavor in less time. So avoid the long lines at the grocery store because Green Chef is so convenient with pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. Uh, And especially in this day and age, it's amazing that you can get food delivered right to your door. You literally do not have to go out or leave the comfort of your own home. And you may be asking, Ryan, what kind of of things does uh, Home Chef offer? And I will tell you what I got. Uh, I got the Skinny Taste Peruvian-inspired steak, 
Yes. The chicken breast and garlic demi sauce. Uh, it has cheesy bacon, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. Really good. And this I love the ahi tuna with lemon garlic butter. And it came with green beans. And you had roasted uh, uh, rosemary red potatoes. And I loved it. And you guys know me. I'm kind of a doofus. This stuff is easy for me to do. Uh, so I want you guys to try it out for yourself. Go to greenchef.com slash sobad130. And use the code SOBAD130 to get $130 off, plus free shipping. Dang, that's that's pretty good. That's greenchef.com slash SOBAD130, and use code SOBAD130 to get $130 off, plus free shipping. Come on, let's get two, let's get two people to do this. That'll be amazing. Mom, if you're listening, let's do this. Dad would love this. Um... That's actually really cool. Also, remember, with anything I promote on the show, it'll also be in my show description where you can go uh, and and check there as well. And you can always go back to uh, earlier episodes to see if, uh, you know, if you've forgotten a code or something. That's it, you guys. And now back to the show. It's like it'd be cool to be rich. Like that looked scary as hell, this whole thing. And having to like talk about vibes. But no, the thing for Julia Fox, I've been intrigued until like the Marilyn Manson photo and those comments. I'm like... Like, oh, it's all about kindness and forgiveness right now. Yo, like this is like Jerry from Cheer we were talking about. Yeah, Marilyn no. Manson is a serial abuser. And it just, I'm sorry. Like, great. I'm, I hope, I hope, I'm so glad that he's found forgiveness in Kanye Westcamp. Okay, now onto your other point. The other big, tra- not tragedy. So it was Shy's birthday, Kanye and Kim's daughter, their fourth birthday. And supposedly Kanye said that he was not invited to the birthday party. And so we got a live video of him that he posted on his socials saying, uh, I'm driving around like he was driving himself and filming. And he was saying, I cannot I have not been told where this party is. I want to go. This is not legal. People are taking away men's rights. A lot of women do this to their fathers. And I'm just trying to be a good father and all of this stuff. And then. Thankfully, then we all of a sudden started seeing photos of Kanye at the party through Alabama's social media, which is Travis Barker's 16 year old daughter that looks like she's 38. And uh, so we see Kanye talking with Chris and they have that stupid fucking stormy world inflatable head that scares the shit out of me. They dusted that out of the thing. That's in such bad taste. Well, yeah. Would you do anything stormy world after Astro world? And so so it was Stormy and Shy's birthday. They had a joint birthday party because um, they're conserving money, I guess. I don't know. And uh, then later, Kanye does another video going, I'm just leaving the party. I'm so happy right now, which I'm glad for him. You know, I'm glad for if he's happy and he got to spend time with his daughter and stuff. I was just scared because it just seemed like such a drama. But he says he shouted out. Thank you to Travis Scott, who finally gave me the address. Kylie met me, let me in because the security wouldn't let me in. And I don't know, man. It just seems like what a wild thing. But I also want to point out, and we deal with this as well with Britney and Jamie Lynn Spears. I feel like you guys need, like, celebrities need to leave us out of their shit sometimes. Like, they're using us to be their their in-between person, you know? Like, 
TMZ uh-huh. is right now like just like passing notes for Kim and Kanye between each other when it's like you guys just need to talk to each other. Like I, I kind of I enjoy seeing like Julia Fox and you eating each other at dinner and I enjoy Pete and Kim having ice cream, but I don't want to hear this other shit. It's like it's getting to be too much. And it feels like it's like a very dark energy where like I, I got scared on Saturday when he did this, where I was like, this is going to end bad, you know, but it, it, it ended good. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely, like I said, like just out of left field for a celebrity to actually, you know, speak out like that for themselves and not even going through TMZ. Yeah, like, he, like he, he directly just, to fans. Like it actually made more sense when I did hear Kanye say it. Not some of the parts about like women doing this to men, I didn't agree with, but I did agree. Like it was nice to actually hear it from his own mouth, and then it like got taken care of. But it is funny is that we are now a device that he uses and he will continue to use to get his way. Like he's like, yeah. but yeah. It, but it was nice to hear it and, from his own and mouth. We don't know. I mean, we also don't know like. I don't know what's going on with their relationship or what the reason would be that Kim would want to keep him away. So like, I don't know. But well, like, I mean, but, we, yeah. but from public perception, I think we all know, like, by the way, and public perception might not be the actual reality, but we all know why Kim, like Kanye, let's just say it seems very unstable sometimes. And he has proven to be very unstable sometimes. That might not be the actual case, but yeah, that probably is scary. I, I I don't know. Like the and the Kardashians, it's unfortunate because we sometimes dislike them just as much as we dislike Kanye, as much as we love both of them at times too. So it's like it's like I said, it's like bad and bad. Like which side do you go with? Because the Kardashians are vapid, rich, totally like ruined like the state of like beauty in this country and i don't know like you know what i'm saying like it's like i don't want to stick up for the kardashians because they're kind of gross too most of the time yeah it's kind of like a team no one situation yeah but that's what you're like you're like fuck man imagine imagine being north right now like that must be confusing as hell as a kid like I mean, oh all the kardashian kids i i really feel for them all the time all the time like i can't imagine like a more confusing upbringing like, and, and, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, Kylie and like some of, you know, I feel like some of them have resented or I don't know which ones exactly have resented how Kris Jenner kind of forced them into the limelight yeah. and like, look what you're doing to your own children. I mean, it's just it's like, I, I always say this it's wild that Rob Kardashian looks like the smart one now by staying out of the limelight. It, yeah, it'll never. Oh, well. And uh, so, so that is an ongoing story. And of course the Pete thing looks like it's in full effect and it's just all bizarreness and and whatever. And it's like, I just want us to get past these people. Like there's gotta be other pop culture people that can like go do crazy shit that we can love. And I guess machine gun Kelly and Megan, I just, I want some just cool entertainment news. You know what I'm saying? I know. I feel like it's just like, everyone is so lame lately. Like let's get some cool people in the news. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to do. Like that was the other Kanye story that dropped was uh, Kanye West wants to meet Vladimir Putin and he's going to make Russia his second home, which oh, so yeah. these, these came out after he had dinner with Jared Kushner at Carbone and doesn't which is everyone, very fascinating. Doesn't everyone want to make Russia their second home? That's like the dream. You know, yeah, it's like, well, I do want to like, yeah, it's going to be like my new when like kind of summer enough, home. Uh, yeah, I'm in a summer in Russia. That's like, you know, goals. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it is. It really is goals. 
so I'm sure we'll have much more to talk about all that, but I'm glad the birthday wound up. Okay. Now I do need to get your opinion quickly on Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears. Cause this is another thing where oh, yeah. Jamie Lynn Spears book, you know, came out and she did an interview for ABC in a white suit at Lou Taylor's house, which is like, why would you get Lou Taylor involved in this? Lou Taylor, of course, was the person that managed Britney Spears money and like really put her in a really horrible position with the conservatorship and teamed up with her dad and all of that stuff. But they filmed this interview at Lou Taylor's house, which means Lou and, and Jamie Lynn is, are still very close. But she said some things like there. Britney is saying it was very made up. Britney unleashed on Instagram a couple of times. One time was very confusing for me about the fever and like running 104 fever and the security guards wouldn't let her go out. Like, why is she still being like withheld being able to do things? Do you know? Who, Britney? Yeah, like Britney said in that one Instagram caption, she's like, okay, so I had 104 fever. The security guards wouldn't let like wouldn't like let me go get medicine or something like that. It's like it made it sound like she was still being like like not able to be free. I don't know. I missed that. But um, my guess would be that I think that she still is one of the most famous people in the world. So I think that she still needs to be careful about what she does and she still needs security. She still needs, you know, I, that would be my, hopefully my, my guess. And I hope that's it. And that no one is, you know, putting her in a situation where she can't do things of her own free will. But, um, I mean, she's she's still one of the most famous people in the world. She can't just walk around down the street like she's, you know, a regular person as much as we would all love that for Britney, because that's clearly probably where she wants to be in life. Um, that's not the reality. She needs people to protect her. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I uh, and also I do want to point out that, you know, everybody's like, oh, she's still doing crazy Instagram posts. Guys, I'm not also saying that Britney is like completely mentally awesome. Like I've said many times, I'm sure she has a long road ahead of her. Uh, you know, as somebody that uh, we all battle like some sort of mental issues here and there, like she's got a long road ahead of her. So I I don't mind that she like does these kind of long it's like let her express herself. Hopefully she has the right team around her. But the whole point was to, for her and like a team that she actually approves of to start making good decisions for her. Yeah. But the Jamie Lynn Spears thing, it just reeks of. You know, it's so funny, you know, who reached out to me about this because I I compared her to the white haired dude from uh, Harry Potter. Leah McSweeney reached out to me on Instagram and said, kind of stood up for Jamie Lynn Spears was just like, you know, oh, that, God. you know, no, that Leah well, was she saying like, you know, it's like she said, like, you know, Jamie Lynn Spears has had it hard, too. And it was like she's she's been abused, too, probably or like she's been abused by her father, too. And I was like that. And I said probably yes my 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 issue with the jamie lynn spears thing is that uh she's making money off of it like she's making money off of her sister's name like you cannot uh, tell me that this is not based around her sister's fame we do not i don't personally care what her stories about zoe 101 are this is about her sister and she's making money off of that that's what i have a problem with i'm sure jamie lynn is screwed up too britney has made it clear that jamie lynn has you know um enjoyed the fruits of her labor while Brittany wasn't able to afford freaking like groceries. Like yeah. Jamie Lynn was just living like a queen off of Brittany's money during the conservatorship. And she was getting work from being related to Britney Spears because no one cares about Jamie Lynn Spears. Otherwise she was <laughs> getting work from, you know, being related to Brittany while also using all of Britney's money along with everyone else who was taking advantage of her. 
And now that the entire world sees who Jamie Lynn is and she's been exposed and she's not getting work anymore and she doesn't have Britney's money to live off of, she's desperate. And so hence the interview, hence the book, like she's doing this because she needs money. Yeah. No, I mean, she definitely needs money. And I just find it so sad. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it, it all is just like, but it's another one of those things that then they kind of ping pong statements on Instagram. And finally, Jamie Lee was like, call me or whatever. And I'm just like, it is so funny how we use social media these days. Like uh, celebrities use them as like this way to get in touch with you, with each other. It's like H- Kathy Hilton, how she used to be like, you know, on Instagram, she would write, Oh, you know, Rebecca, call me, call me. Like she would write like personal messages on people's Instagrams. Cause she didn't know how to make it work. So she would like leave messages yeah. like call me at 3 PM. I'm over here. You know, I know. it's so funny. Um, a couple of quick hits, uh, which, but do you have anything else to add to Brittany and Jamie Lynn? No, just that Jamie Lynn sucks. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Scream 5 got released this weekend. It took uh, number one at the box office, $35 million. I thought it was amazing. I don't know if you're a Scream fan, but it was a really good movie. I thought it was a really, really good Okay, movie. I'm going to watch it. It was I'm really sorry. fun. And I, I will say it was hysterical going to the movie theater, which you have to show your vaccination card and wear a mask the whole time. But they, it was like a packed theater. And the Nicole, Kid, there's an AMC Nicole Kidman preview where like she comes in and she's like, we all love movie, like about the return of like movie going. And it's very serious. You guys know what I'm talking about, but it's like, you know, movies. Oh, the- I saw that when I saw Spider-Man. Yes, it's like so yeah. many. And yeah. I swear to God, I think I was in like a theater full of just like really awesome people, tons of gay dudes, tons of women. And when the Nicole Kidman thing up, I had never heard applause in my life. They were like, yeah. Like, you were like, like on Nicole- shrooms. And it you was like, like why is Nicole Kidman it was, it talking was a, about AMC theater? It was, a, it was a cultural moment. And the funny thing was in the previews, like the Batman preview got like a couple of claps, but fucking marry me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, like got a standing ovation on the preview. People were like, yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. It's, I love Jennifer Lopez. Caitlin <laughs> as a woman loves. Okay, sorry. <laughs> this is the biggest story of the week that I, I really need your opinion on is that did you hear about this Drake story? What Drake story? Okay, this is fascinating with the hot sauce. Oh, that he put hot sauce in a condom? Yes. It, yeah, it, can you explain that? I sure can. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now, but it is uh, this, by the way, First out, like shout out to for Drake to be using a condom. This is something Tristan Thompson could never do in a million years. So shout out to that. But this is the headline. Instagram model accuses Drake of putting hot sauce inside of condom. And he seemingly responds, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. So an Instagram model is accusing Drake of getting a little too spicy during a recent romantic encounter. The model claims that the self-proclaimed certified lover boy added a packet of hot sauce into a used condom in order to kill his sperm after the two had sex. Now it gets even weirder. After he disposed of the condom, she, she admittedly took it out of the trash and attempted to impregnate herself inside the bathroom, not realizing what it contained. The woman revealed the accusations to the Too Much Hot Tea blog, saying that after she screamed due to the burning sensation, Champagne Poppy, as he's known on Instagram, ran to the bathroom and allegedly admitting to pouring hot sauce in the condom. 
Though it's unusual way to prevent pregnancy, the Canadian crooner has previously complained about having to go above and beyond to ensure that woman won't collect his sperm. This is insane. Like, I mean, by the way, like, Drake, I love that you're using a condom. Amazing. But secondly, like, first off, like, I just have to worry about like having sex again. Like Drake doesn't ever have to worry about having sex. He literally has women trying to take semen out of a condom. And then like, imagine like, this is what I'm saying. It's not going to, it can't be fun to be a celebrity. He has to have hot packets of hot sauces. Like imagine how dumb you feel having to pour a little tapatio thing in your condom. Well, that's also just dumb in general, because why don't you just like fill it up with water and then pour it out and then it goes down the drain. I love, see, I think this is such a, like, this is like building a legend. Like I, when I first heard the story, I thought that he put hot sauce like in the condom and put the condom on his dick. Like it was to make it it erotic. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what, what did that really hurt him? (laughs) But also, I mean, and then the woman's trying to put woman's trying to insert it and then she gets burned. Thompson, you heard what Tristan Thompson's new baby mama is going to make for 18 years. What, 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 what? Oh, making like $50,000 a month for the next 18 years because she hooked up with Tristan Thompson and got pregnant. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do that. Yes. You never have to work again if you get pregnant by the right person, apparently. So, yeah, I can Uh, see that. I can see that. Yeah, I think. uh, Yeah. Also, that was the thing Kanye said in that that video thing, too, of like he tried to call Tristan for the address to Shai's birthday party. And Tristan said he would have to run it by Chloe first. First off, the fact that Kanye is going out to Tristan for advice, how dumb, like, what are we, and the fact that Tristan is still in close contact with Chloe, like, you guys are, you guys, Chloe, you've made your bed, like, go, whatever you're doing, like, you and your dissolving BBL, go have at it, but you're like, literally, like, Tristan, it seems like still has a lot of pull in that relationship, Oh, which is wild. And the fact that, like, they cut out people for so much less, and then- Lars is done. Yeah, it's like it's different. I know when you have like children with someone, but like still, like come on. Um, this is always sad. Uh, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet announced their divorce. Um, and 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 why I find this sad is divorce is always sad, but also it's extra sad when two hot people get divorced from each other. You know what I'm saying? I was surprised by that one because they've been together for like a good amount of time now. So yeah, and they have an interesting. They got married when he wasn't very famous. She was like the the star, and that's usually what happens when the power imbalance changes because suddenly he's kind of the hot ticket. Yeah, and Lisa Bonet hasn't really been in. I remember when she was in Girls and she played Marnie's fiance's or Marnie's husband's like new girlfriend in Girls, which was like hilarious. And Lena Dunham was like, "We need to find someone like ethereally beautiful that would like piss Marnie off," and it was like Lisa Bonet. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was the last time I saw her in anything. So like, yeah, Jason Momoa is like all over the place. So it seems, I mean, that would be my guess. It reminds me of like the Anna Ferris Chris Pratt relationship. Like when she was the, the yeah, hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. One, yes. And then they got divorced as soon as he became the hot, more famous one. So like, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I just found it funny. Like the discourse around it was like about how they were, they're super hot. And I was like, okay, that's why it's sad. They're super hot. Like it's sad. It's just like funny. And then I had to read like a thousand ladies going like, take me, Jason, take me like, uh, yes. He's like literally Brock. Yes. He totally is Brock. I, 
I just keep thinking about Brock. He was like, oi, oi, oi. Like he was having the time of his life. He was having the time of his life. And like, it was it's just so funny to watch that whole Vanderbilt crew. It's so ridiculous. Oh, this is sad news. Teen mom's Farah Abraham arrested outside of a Hollywood nightclub last night after allegedly slapping a security guard. There's a full two minute video of this on TMZ, you guys, where she's like, oh, I need to watch that expedition. She's she's hammered and she's like i'm tired of people harassing me she like her shoes are kicked off she's struggling against the cop i guess she like tried to like strangle a bouncer and then she's like like i didn't touch anybody and then she said she is getting her law degree and justice will be served like it's always funny how this shit happens to farah abraham and then she's always saying i'm gonna become a lawyer and like it like i Farrah Abraham one day they'll make a lifetime movie about it's insane her story like we all watched this girl grow up on Teen Mom and we all knew like she was like extremely fucked up in her attitude like you can trigger Farrah Abraham like that and she's also just truly insane like we're going to have to keep watching shit like this happen to Farrah for the rest of our lives that's what reality show stardom has done we have to take care of these people and hear about them for the rest of our lives and they'll also spend the rest of their lives grasping for relevancy and attention because once they get that that hit of fame, they want more and more. Well, you know, she's well, and that's another fair story that and she's going to have to use some of this money for bail. She's selling her poop. Oh, for real. Oh, for real. Yeah, she's selling her poop in a jar and she uh, there's already like there's pictures with her, like holding up the little jar. It comes in and that is that's not a joke. Because the one 90 day fiance girl was selling her farts in a jar and she had to stop because she was eating too much gassy foods and had to go to the hospital. So she stopped that. But Farrah must have saw that idea and wanted to copy it. And now she is selling her poop. I love how this girl was like, I have to get the gas in the jar. Like, I have to fart. Hey, just lie, man. Just give us just the jar. Like, like, not gonna know. It's so ridiculous. Like, we oh live in God. such a stupid society. Um, okay, and, and and start wrapping up. We're going to do Summer House comes out tonight, you guys. Summer House comes out tonight. Wait, it's tonight? No, mo- Monday, but they're going to oh, listen to I it tonight. Do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie's <laughs> always panicked, like. I reached for the remote just now. <laughs> oh my God. I talked to Kyle and Amanda. That uh, episode will be out on Tuesday. Yes. Wait, I told, I, I, I said, I said, I host this with Sophie on Mondays. And she says, always says how amazing you guys are. And Amanda was like, I love Sophie. So that, that'll be in the interview. Amanda is such a girl's girl. Yeah, like, I said. She's the type of girl that you'll meet at a party and have like a two hour conversation with her and like have a heart to heart. Like she is such a sweet. No, girl. she was cool. And I had a talk, uh, like it was like I had to wake I had to talk to him at 8 a.m. L.A. time because it was like 11 a.m. their time. And the Lindsay Carl news had just come out. So I made them I made them break up on the show so I could get some buzz like on my podcast. I made them break up and then they got remarried at the end. But um, also Amanda's body. They're just on vacation. I think they're in like British Virgin they Islands. Did a, they did a mini moon. They said, yeah. Yeah. Amanda's body is so insane. Yeah. Like I she's just, really, I like really hot. Her, I was like, I her body, like she's just has the sickest body. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were so. I'm an Amanda Stan forever. They were so nice, and I. Uh, what did you think of the Carl Lindsay finally announcing? I thought it was, you know, the timing. It's right before the premiere, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we shall see. But they don't start dating on the show. No, no. In fact, yeah. In fact, the first episode is bonkers. You guys, it's. I mean, it's like there's like some sad parts and some. Uh, it's going to be a really wild ride this season. 
already? What's that? You got to watch it already? I might have, yes. Look at your eyes. I'm glaring at Ryan. I know. Yeah, I can't. And Ryan texted me yesterday. I was like at the Bengals game or something or at the tailgate. And he was like, I just watched the Yellow Jackets finale. And I'm like, I showed you the show. And you guys <laughs> the Well, I was trying, I was trying to tell you so I could, but then I realized you were at the game because I was going to try to give you the uh, thing. And uh, that's what I but then I was like, oh, and then I oh, it's on mushrooms. Well, can you like hook me up with the summer house one? Can you I, do like make it up to me? Yeah, let me let me let me let me log on to the NBC Universal thing. I just got to be careful. I just I'm going to cut this part out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just got to be careful because I just got to make sure because the lady finally is letting me talk to Summer House people again because she thinks that I ruined Winter House by publishing a photo before I was supposed to. So like I got it was the cast photo of Winter House. Oh, and she that. said I ruined like a people exclusive and stuff. And I felt so bad. Yes, it's the people exclusive. And so she said I ruined that. And I was like blacklisted from and, like well yes and i was like queens of queens of bravo did it first like i didn't do it first but like i didn't want to like th the same shit happened with sheena like i don't know how i always get blamed but i'm like other people are doing it before me like i'm literally like and i'm i'm the one that sits here and feels bad about it for six months nobody else gives a shit you know like but nothing's she's actually ever, nothing's ever your fault ryan no no i'm not saying that i i realize no, I realize a lot of things are my fault, but I just think this was, I felt so bad because I, I, I love Summer House so much that I would never want to ruin anything for anybody in that, that way, you know? Yeah. They need to know that you would never do anything to jeopardize. <laughs> the way. And then I, I got mushrooms and a Tom Sandoval show. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to show up and like, uh, and by the way, I did. You're like, this is my life. Yeah. I would never jeopardize that. <laughs> this is so sad. Um, but yeah, that airs tonight, you guys, along with Below Deck. Uh, let's see, uh, anything? Real Housewives of New York? No, no, Real Housewives of Oh, Real Housewives of OC. I'm still loving it. The Noella uh, Heather thing. Noella, I think, is just batshit crazy. Like, I am not a Noella fan, but in a sense, that makes me a Noella fan, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't Which know. She's ridiculous. I I do. I am enjoying OC. I love Emily eating a sub a subway sandwich, like a foot long sub in the <laughs> in a, in a sauna. That was yeah. amazing. She was like, it's Turkey. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. I love her for that. I feel like there's no like main character, you know, like there's no one. I'm like, who am I focusing on this season? Like, I feel like Heather, like I love Heather, but like, she can't really hold her own as like the main girl, like, I don't know. I can't, I'm having trouble kind of caring about any of them right now. Like Noella, I feel like is so thirsty. I don't know. I I'm liking it, but like, I'm not loving it. Yeah. Well, I'm loving it just because it to me is like, doesn't involve crime. Like I don't get sick. Yeah. Like I do with salt Lake and Beverly Hills this season where I'm like, okay, this is just vapid rich people. I can kind of dig it. It's like, and also I want to shout out Potomac they had this great picture of all the ladies hanging out and Karen and Giselle were like, Giselle was like fake strangling Karen. And I got to just say, once again, those Potomac ladies are the gold standard. Those Thank ladies are bringing it. They're all hysterical. They bring drama. They're not doing crime. Not that I know of, but I'm glad that I don't know about it regardless. And they're just amazing. The fact that they can even make fun of themselves and still be in the same room. That's the kind of shit I applaud. And to me, that is genuine housewife stuff, you know? Yeah. 
That's exactly what you want in a house. I feel like Karen and Giselle, it's like the perfect housewife feud because they will cut each other with their words. Yeah, they appreciate each other, you know? day it's like you know there's love there you know that they actually like that moment at the reunion when you know they were talking about how Karen has always been there for Giselle's daughters and you know there's love there deep down it's not like pure dark hatred which I feel like sometimes that can get like just dark to watch like you know they love each other deep down yeah oh and the other thing that kind of grossed me out was Noella talking about Shane being a little guy and that he would be able to hit all the right spots Okay, well, Shane also took 75 years to pass the bar, which is <laughs> so funny about the plot point. I'm like, I would just like quit and not tell anyone. Like, why are you telling people? That's so embarrassing. And then the last line of this episode was Shane was like, does that mean we can have butt sex tonight? Which is just like, what the fuck? I have to picture little Shane mounting Emily Simpson from behind. Backdoor Real Housewives of Orange County, lady. Um is there anything else going on? Was there any other news? Am I forgetting anything? This feels like a very thorough. Yeah. By the way, Shovey has not showered since yesterday. I haven't showered since before the Bengals won a playoff game. You flew home. You are home right now. You have a huge week of work. What are you going to be doing for the, the rest of the night tonight? Um, I need to finish watching and just like that. And I need to deep condition my hair. Like that's immediately what I'm going to. What does deep condition mean? What does that mean? I am going to put like a hair, like deep conditioner in my hair that I can leave in overnight. And like, like, look, you, you, no one can see this except you, Ryan, but like, look at that. That is not coming out with a brush. So I'm not. Oh, like that's actually fully stuck together. Yeah. So my hair is like actually like a really scary situation right now because I don't want to have to cut this out, but I might have to. So that is what I need to take care of. Oh, wait, sorry, real quick. My roommate got, uh, she's getting new extensions and she gets it from a really fancy lady play, like a, like a really nice place where they're really expensive. And she, yeah. we've been talking about Erica Jane's extensions because she's saying these are like pure virgin braids or whatever. And so she brought in and showed her lady, um, which I can't say the name, but she works on like famous, famous people. And the lady was like, yeah, this is like very normal. Pe- like this is a flat out lie. Like, this is just a flat out lie. You cannot get the hair for seven. Like she, and so I think my roommate is going to buy the Erica Jane hair and do like a, like a test with her hair lady. And she's going to make like, and she's going to make, she's going to make a TikTok of it and stuff like that. Because by the way, Erica Jane should not be involved with anything that involves lying right now. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so interested in seeing how the experiment goes. I think it would be a really very a, a worthwhile cause to do this, you know. But once again, this is my life. I'm I'm involved in getting Erica Jane's hair braids and doing scientific tests on them. So it's amazing. You're like I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you guys know uh chemistry. Have you ever heard of it? Um <laughs> Sophie, oh and also is the Substack ready yet? What are we doing? working on it okay so working on the subject hey we, we we projected a late january anyway we did not give a deadline i know i did not give a deadline i'm sorry guys i promise i'm gonna follow through um my episode of we met at acme yes is out so go listen to that um yeah 
Okay, you guys, this is going to be a great week for all of us. I'm I'm out of my shame spiral. I'm going to try to love myself a little bit more tonight and not hate myself. I hope you guys do the same, and I hope you have the best week ever. I will be talking to you on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, probably Friday. There's a list of, like, really big guests this week. We have somebody from Jersey, somebody from Summer House, somebody from, like, it just runs the gamut. So this is going to be a great week, you guys. Get your friends into this, too. Let's keep growing this. These Monday episodes are so fun. Let's just keep uh, keep bringing people into the fold. If you want merch, so bad it's good merch.com. Uh, Sophie, you do need to tap in on what merch we want to make. We need to do that yes, too. Yes, I admit it's a did ask about that. So, um, there will be Monday merch available soon. I'm sure some soaking stuff will be involved, and that's it. Okay, okay, I love everybody. Th- Sophie, thank you. Okay, thanks everyone. Love you. Bye. Bye. Have a good- Betches.